Hello and welcome everyone. I am Jody Rye and this is season one of our show, We Are BC Fed Leaders, where career journeys of amazing public servants in British Columbia and other regions are shared in the hopes of inspiring dialogue, generating ideas and embracing learning. This podcast series, the first of its kind in the BC Federal Service, is the brainchild of Cynthia Bouchard, Dr. Judy Beck, and yours truly. The BC Fed Leaders campaign is in full swing, and the momentum for it to be the united voice of leaders in BC is gaining traction. The focus of the BC Fed Leaders campaign launch is cultivating and sustaining a culture of continuous learning, applying systems thinking to how we do things with the ultimate hope of creating a high-performing public service in BC. This episode is with Mackenzie Kitchen, who works in the Chief Data Office with ESDC. Mackenzie shares her views and experiences related to working in the open and expressing her voice via social media. As you listen to Mackenzie, I know you will discover some nuggets of learning as I did. And should you wish to connect with me on Twitter at HeyHumantis or at BC Fed Leaders for some dialogue, please do so. Happy listening and happy learning. Welcome to another edition of We Are BC Fed Leaders. Today we are speaking with Mackenzie Kitchen, who works for ESDC in the Chief Data Office. She'll be sharing with us her views on what it's like to work in the open and finding your voice through social media. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thanks, Jody. Hi. Hi. So before we get into um, your story, I, I honestly don't know what the Chief Data Office is. <laughs> can, you, um, can you just let us know what that is before we begin? Yeah. For sure. So I work for uh, the Chief Data Office in uh, ESDC, and it's a relatively new uh, office. The Chief Data Officer was appointed in 2016, um, and we're working to really leverage data in ESDC, uh, make sure that it's uh, used to drive citizen-centered services, make sure it ends up in the hands of the right people who can really leverage it leverage it to drive uh, value for, for ESDC and make sure that it's protected and, and shared appropriately. So it's a relatively new uh, new role to put that all together. Very cool. And so you, but you, you live and work in, in BC, in Vancouver? I do. Okay. So I work virtually with, uh, with a team mostly out of NHQ and also in uh, the Atlantic region. Oh, very spread cool. Across. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm really interested to hear about your story, this idea around um, finding your voice when it comes to social media and, and working in the open and, and what, that, what that means um, for you and, and the value that you have seen um, social media play in terms of learning and development. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you to, to, start, to start us off. For sure. Well, I, um, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I have kind of a neat story um, I have a, a colleague who's very active on Twitter and has been for a while, and she kept coming to me and saying, Mackenzie, you really need to be on Twitter. So many of the things that you are interested in and excited about are being discussed on Twitter all the time. And I said, you know, I don't have the time. I've got a full-time job. I have a, you know, a small child at home, and 
I just don't have time to fit in another whole platform into my life. And it was a little bit later that I was in a meeting, a team meeting, where uh, they were talking about a presentation that had been done in the region about Twitter mm. and, um, and really encouraging people to go on Twitter and to check it out. And they said, you know, you can... You can just open it at, on your desktop. You can do it during work time. It doesn't have to be on your personal time. And so I just sort of this light bulb moment, like, okay, well, I could just, you know, check it occasionally for 10 or 15 minutes. You know, when you're in between tasks, or you're kind of at your end of your day and you're tired and they just need a little mental break and I could go and check. So I started to do that, just like, you know, 10 minutes here or there, 15 minutes, started to follow a few people that I kind of knew about, and and I just started to get hooked in, you know, <laughs> like, all these conversations that were happening um, across Canada with people from all over, from different departments, and and I started to follow more people, and I got exposed to more messages. I just thought, oh my gosh, I found my happy place. I love it because... Okay. I don't have to go searching for the information. It comes into my feed, and um, and then it's short. It takes, you know, a minute to read a tweet, and if you want more information, you know, you can go and read the article or the whatever that's, um, that's linked there. So I started to become really active on Twitter, and, the, you know, the musings and the thinkings out loud that I had been always doing in my job and just sharing with my colleagues and my boss and stuff, I started to just kind of muse out loud on Twitter. And, mm. And, and, you know, share some of that stuff. And then um, the coolest part about it for me was uh, I was following some people in the chief data office because I've always been fascinated by big data and the opportunities there and, uh, and how to manage that. And, and one of the, the CDO people posted, you know, looking for an assignment at level and, uh, you know, it's this level. And I, and I got in contact with her and I ended up getting the job. Oh. And so it was like I got a job. <laughs> through social media, right? It's the first time I've ever gotten a job that way, easiest job I ever got in the government of Canada. So that was um, that was a new, it kind of opened my mind to what was possible as well. It's like, I have a network now on Twitter, and I put the same energy and effort into that network as I would an in-person network, the people that I directly sit with. As I do, I pay attention, I support them, I try and like what they what they uh, tweet, I try and share what they tweet when it makes sense, and I uh, support them, and in you know, and I build this community. Mm-hmm. And then when I need something, I need to go out and crowdsource an idea, and that is, you know, a problem I can't solve, and I put it out to the Twitterverse, right? I say, okay, I need your help with this, and I get, I get those responses in return, and it's a really amazing uh, tool Very cool. You said Twitterverse? Yeah. Is that what you just said? It's Twitterverse. <laughs> love that. I love that. Well, and some, and you know, there's so many interesting points about just your initial story. Um, even if you look at the, the one of the biggest angst that I, I'm sure we've, we've heard about as public servants and depending on our own experience, the whole recruitment and how to find work and you know where where we we should recruit and and what it, what it's like when you're in job interviews and stuff and how neat that um, and I'm assuming this was this was ESDC um, someone from like you said the CDO office they they tweet it and then all of a sudden wow like you're that's where you are now you know and that's yep. that's and I think that's really fabulous when we think about the um, the new directions and staffing and the sort of the maybe fear or unknown of what managers and or HR folks feel they should or shouldn't do. And this is a really cool example of 
no, there was no harm and it was open because like you said, it was in the Twitter universe or Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really neat. Um, and also it's the neat. idea of, of using the data, you know, and looking at, look, looking at what's available in terms of data on Twitter as it relates to your learning, personal development as part of your job. That's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm connected with people, I follow people that are working in, you know, the data architecture and data management space. And so, you know, connecting, finding out what other government departments are doing. And often, you know, they include a link to their work and it's just GC Collab. It's there, you know, but I wouldn't necessarily think to go and hunt for it on GC Collab. But it comes into my Twitter because I'm following those people Mm -hmm. and so I get to stay connected with what the larger community is doing. It provides that context for my work that I find so important, right? Right. And then yeah. when you speak about your work and, and we talk about data, and I've been in a few meetings where folks will say, similar to maybe where your mind was at, I've got you know too much going on, I've got my, my, my family life, and you know I have already so much data that comes at me, I really don't want to be on another platform. Um, and then you sort of, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and so you start trying it, and now you're seeing this sort of wealth of information that's coming at you. Um, I wonder about um, the complexity piece, though. You know, that, that, that there's still a lot. There's lots of information out there and lots of data out there. So I'm wondering if you could speak to what that looks like for you in your world. I think um, I live and breathe in that complexity and the sense of interconnected systems and you know, that no one person can really, um, you know, it, we're maybe tempted to make problems simple so that we can solve them. And uh, the problems that I know that we're talking about in the CDO, they're beyond the capacity of certainly me to solve. I, My goal is always just to, to be helpful, to move the yardstick forward to the extent that I can, and then it's very much a team effort, and there's a lot of people who are very smart working in this space, and, um, but I, I, the complexity is challenging for me, too. There's never enough hours in the day. There's never enough brain capacity to try and download all the information that I, that I want. I try and stay organized, and, you know, I save tweets, and I save links, and I try and organize them, and, and make a little sort of reference library for myself. But, you know, it is a challenge for mm-hmm. sure. And I have to trust in the sort of the organic unfolding process too of those complex systems. There's, you know, there's no straight line. There's no clear path sometimes through all of that. Um, but I do know that that interconnectedness with the greater um, government community helps me in my work. Sometimes it's difficult to articulate how. I think it's that it provides me that sense of bigger picture and vision and why and awareness of what others are doing and sharing of best practices. Well, I guess that's it articulated for me. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely, I kind of can go down the rabbit hole with it sometimes and I have to pull back and, and focus on what's you know, what's really important and what I can do in the here and now, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that that's a feeling that maybe many of us feel, I know I do too, where I just feel like there's so much coming at me. Um, and if you, uh, are, are there a new to systems thinking or your mind is already already there, like you said, it's very easy to, to go on tangents and go down rabbit holes because you're like, well, what about this and what about that? And, oh, I can connect that and I can connect that. And now there's 500 tweets coming at me and now I need to look at my email. And so I yeah. think, you know, what you're describing in terms of, 
to me, I'm hearing it's still a choice. You know, we, we've got a choice in terms of how much we choose to engage and a choice in terms of what we want to do with the data. And then almost like, well, based on what we choose to do, how it actually can enable and strengthen the work that you're doing and even maybe you as an individual. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I do pretty much, you know, I have a young child at home, so I work my whole day. I go home, I look after her, I put her to bed. And then I usually take about an hour and I, or 45 minutes and I'm on Twitter and I do what I can do. I read what I can read. I follow a few people. I, I look at some stuff and then I put it down and then I, I've got to un- I've got to disconnect because the other thing is the ideas, the creativity, and the the real connections and moving forward in my work often come to me in the moments when I'm I'm quiet and still, mm-hmm. not when I'm sort of reaching and grasping for that stuff. It, a lot of it I find is kind of intuitive. Um, my my mental mind is not really prepared or has the capacity to make sense of that complexity, but intuitively you kind of find your way through. I just love, I love Twitter for the connections that it helps me make because I work in a very large interconnected, I mean, ESDC, I think it's the third biggest department. It's very big, a lot of programs, a lot going on, um, a lot of different organizations, um, in the words of my colleague, kind of run like separate city states and we're Mm. trying to come in and federalize it, right? (laughs) And it's challenging. It's a big challenge. And other government departments are trying to to go through the same things where they're trying to get their systems kind of united and all singing from the same song sheet. And it's challenging. Yeah, it's for sure challenging. I know in, in with my BC lens and, and speaking with folks, many of us feel that there's these silos that exist, and yet many of us recognize that we don't want them to exist. And so it's maybe um, having the, the making the time and, you know, maybe taking a risk if you're if you're maybe a quiet person and the idea of being on social media doesn't fit for you. It's trying different ways to really to, to, to break those silos and to and to yeah. have that connectedness. Because I think some people might argue, well, how, you know, how are you connected if it's social media? Because there's no real, you know, direct human connection. But the connections can be cerebral in nature. Like you said, you're able to connect ideas and thoughts and then you might reach out to somebody yeah. and maybe that reaching out results in a team meeting in this case for you the reaching out resulted in a job so the it did. the human connection it resulted was... in this podcast yeah. it's resulted in a lot of opportunities that i never would have had otherwise yeah. and a lot of thinking and ideas that i never would have been able to bring to my work otherwise as well because when i read about the work of others who are really working in the open and they're sharing what they're doing and what their thinking is um, I'm inspired by that, and mm-hmm. I can take the pieces that apply back to my own projects, right? right? So it's really, you know, it's it's really tangible for me. You know, sometimes it can feel very airy-fairy, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, you're making connections. But it really is tangible in terms of the value that it has. It has totally blown open my way of working. It's changed so cool. it in, in a big way. And, and I'm curious about for colleagues of yours, whether it be BC or across the country, um, do you feel that, like I've, I feel that there's not many of us on, on Twitter. Do, do you feel that way as well? Or I do, I do. But you know what, as I, I have gotten a sense, like people are on different platforms and the platform, mm. um, that's the other thing about, you know, a complex system is everybody kind of goes for the platform that makes the most sense to them. Mm. My CDO colleagues are on Slack 
Um, so, you know, I'm checking Slack, too. And, uh, you know, some folks are on LinkedIn. There's a big community, Government of Canada community on LinkedIn. Um, there's people publishing to Medium. So there's lots of articles and stuff that you can follow, you know, if you want to read, you know, sort of more in-depth stuff that people have published. You know, you find the medium that works for you, mm-hmm. the platform that works for you, and then there's going to be a community there. And yeah. we don't all have to be part of the same community. The conversations are happening at so many different levels. That's, yeah. It's really great. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea for sure. I mean, you don't know what works for you unless you try it. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned, um, and it, you know, in the introduction for this for our podcast, this idea of op- um, working in the open. And I know that you're um, a strong supporter of and a proponent around the One Team Gov movement. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could speak to to why, what what's drawn you to the, to One Team Gov, and and one of their principles, which I believe is um, working in the open. I'm wondering if you could just speak to that. Yes, big shout out to the One Team Gov community. That's really changed. Um, the way that I work as well. They operate off of a set of seven principles. Um, They're very simple principles um, around, you know, uh, focusing on on citizens, embracing new technology, working in the open. Just they're very simple, but I love their simplicity for just being a real touchstone for me during my day. You know, what actions could I take to work in the open? Could I take a few minutes and just publish some of those thoughts that I'm having or the challenges that I'm working on in some kind of format? So maybe, it, you know, some others that are working in this area might come across and it might, it might just help to make those connections. So one team gov both the community, um, the people that I've been able to connect with, and I've made some really good friends there, you know, like I've worked intensely as part of the planning group that, you know, we worked on the the global unconference in Victoria in May. Um, And that entire exercise of putting on that conference was um, an experience in working with the principles. We used open source software, you know, like from a source and or from a soft, sorry, uh, Kanban and from a pad. And um, we, just the whole way, We our planning group was across government departments and we had province of BC as well. And so we're working across, you know, definitely across silos, competing interests and all sorts of obstacles that came up and we had to be nimble. And it was just such a great experience in working in this way. So I got to see, you know, when you get to see what it's really like, it's one thing for it to be kind of all theoretical, Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe people work in this way where they're agile and open and, um, you know, leadership and good ideas come from all levels. It's all very nice in theory, but until you've had the experience of how to actually make it the reality, um, it can be kind of difficult to wrap your head around. So I was so grateful for that experience of making it real for me. And now I can take those principles and really put them into practice in my work. And I, I can kind of sense who else is working in this way. And we can have these really neat conversations and connections as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate your, your train of thought around the the theory and the saying versus the fe- having it really feel real and then and and taking the actual you know behavior so the what's the observed behavior as it links to we are we are all all leaders or that we should be agile like when you think about my, you know, mindsets and the work that beyond 2020 is doing 
it, it sounds great in theory, but th there is a movement to, to make it real. And you've just described a really great example of how for you personally, um, being agile and, and equipping your, your, yourselves and those that you worked with with different ways of getting messages out and connecting people. And, and I, was, I was fortunate enough to be at the conference as well. And I think I went for the same reasons that, that you went and why I volunteered to facilitate. So I'm like, I haven't done this before. I kind of don't really get what this unconference is all about. But I kind of want to feel. I want to feel what this what this looks like. And by doing that, like you said, there's so much learning that comes from it. So that we take our theory and we make it real. That's it. And the whole crowdsourcing approach to unconferences. You know, that's what that's what an unconference is. Is on the day the agenda is set by a crowdsourcing activity, where everyone pitches an idea and then we vote on the ideas. And the top ideas are the ones that end up getting discussed. And um, what's great about that is it levels the playing field. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're a DG or you work on the front line or you're anywhere in between. If you have a great idea and the you know the people like it, that's what gets talked about. And everybody has the opportunity to contribute um, to the extent that they are they're they're comfortable. And it's um, you know in today like we are we are changing so fast with the way that technology is is changing and the way that data and the use of data is influencing how we uh, how we craft our, our services and our programs. The, the pace of change is so insane that we, we need those ideas, mm -hmm. right? It can't be the same group of people, you know, being the ones, the innovators, you know, it, it, it's like, we need all the brains in the room. <laughs> totally. And, uh, so it's neat to yeah. have these mechanisms, and Twitter is another mechanism, like these unconferences or crowdsourcing. That's what I love about the One Team Gov meetups as well, is they use the same approach. They crowdsource the ideas. It's just the whole thing on a smaller scale to, to really leverage the ideas and the innovation that you have in the room. Right. Yeah, and the leveling, leveling the playing field um, is something that I'm so, so passionate about. Um, I didn't know I was going to become a public servant, and, and then when I did, the, the, the governance that exists is, is beautiful, it's needed, but there's also r room for, um, for change and room for you know, ho horizontal growth and horizontal ideas versus top-down. And I think that we're seeing, you know, when Beyond uh, Blueprint 2020 came out, I think we were seeing efforts... Uh, towards that and I just think that as we evolve as the human race evolves and as we uh, embrace you know technology and data and all that there's just so much more that we can do to continue with the idea of honoring all as opposed to going for title I, I think it's such a strong message and that's why maybe you see people being called influencers or disruptors or you know maybe that's why there's this movement for a change in title because I think people's, people want their voice to be heard regardless of the position they hold. Agreed. I think that's a key piece of it. And also, it also makes sense as a business to mm. tap the capacity of the whole organization, not just the part of the organization that is in the leadership boxes. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. There's a lot that the front line can tell us about the state of the operation right? <laughs> and generally in the past that message would have been fed up to the team leader to the manager to the senior manager and on and on and on but with the twitter with twitter and with these other mediums 
it can just go out, right? It, mm-hmm. you know, we can share. And I mean, obviously, we're not, you know, we're we're sharing appropriately in these mediums that are, you know, open to the public. But, um, but you know, we can share our ideas to make things work better um, at any time. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wonder. Um, as we sort of close uh, close our conversation, what are some key, what do you want folks to take away from our chat today? What are some key sort of points that you'd love for them to sort of resonate with and, and or kind of like you said, reflect on? Well, I think that, that, you know, that point that I was just sort of getting at is I feel really strongly about that and I'm, I'm not sure why, I just, I, I have this sense that that's, it's, the way to go is is this collective um, brainstorming and discussion and connection mm-hmm. that will enable us to really, um, cap- you know, capitalize and leverage the intelligence that we have in the organization, and that everybody has a part to play in that, and that. Um, you know, I think it's really important to to make that to make everyone's voice heard, to make your own voice heard, to the extent that you're comfortable. Not everybody's comfortable putting themselves out there on Twitter, and I totally get that. But whatever else it is, whether it's that you you know connect in with the GC Collab, you know groups that are or GC Connect groups that are doing stuff that you're interested in and that you're just adding yourself to that and maybe leaving the occasional comment or reading about things that other departments and groups are doing in the space that you're interested in, um, you know, whether it's it's LinkedIn or Twitter or any of the other, you know, Leaders GC is another fantastic forum, mm-hmm. once a month Twitter chats um, that are so fascinating to be a part of. Uh, one team gov meetups, whatever it is that's kind of where you find your people, right? But mm-hmm. finding your people that are beyond just the scope of your regular nine to five, it's um, it it really enriches for me anyway the experience of of working in my job. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's um, such a beautiful summary to what we've been talking about, and really. Um, a lot of the views that you've shared are, are why we, we why BC Fed leaders um, has come about and why we're doing this launch and this campaign. Um, it speaks to a lot of what you what you've just said, you know, this idea of sense of community and, and, and you know, breaking silos, sharing ideas um, in a way that we we feel like we're a community, that we are, we're sharing our commonalities and even our differences for something beyond us. I, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I think we're done. I think I should let you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Jody. It's yeah. an honor. Thank you for your time and for sharing your heart and your mind. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Anytime.